0: Hi, interns, welcome back. So, it's been a little while since we've done a mystery episode. So, that's what I have planned for you today. These episodes do take a little longer to write because there is a lot of research that goes into them. And if you can't tell, I'm battling a little bit of a cold right now. So, if my voice is a little bit scratchy, I'm really sorry. Today's story is about a little boy trapped in the frail and failing body of an elderly person, yet with the mind and curiosity reflective of the young child that he is. Abandoned at birth, by the time he reached preschool age, he instead had the body of a 70 year old man who fit in perfectly fine at a local nursing home. Welcome to the Miss Medical Podcast, Diagnosis Flatline. I'm your host, Destry Godwin. Miss Medical explores stories of misdiagnosis, malpractice, mysteries, and misogyny. You're my interns, and this is where true crime and medicine collide. This is Miss Medical. actually be the synopsis of a movie called The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. But the notion of a child in a body that is aged far beyond their years isn't actually just something Hollywood made up. It's a real condition called progeria, which of course has also affectionately been referred to as Benjamin Button disease, or sometimes Hutchinson-Gilford progeria syndrome, but that is definitely a mouthful. Progeria causes patients to physically age rapidly, far beyond what could possibly be considered normal. Usually within one to two years after birth, The child is already starting to appear old, for lack of a better descriptive. To explain the medical nitty-gritty and get it out of the way, let's talk about genes. No, it's not a sisterhood of the traveling pants reference. Our genes are responsible for a lot of things. They are made up of DNA which is the code to our unique existence. Our genes carry the reference guide for things like our height, our eye color, some parts of our behaviors, and even our likelihood of developing certain diseases. Our genes also hold instruction manuals for how to make all the various proteins that act as our body's building blocks. We originally get our genes from our parents, which explains why we can be frustratingly similar to them. Progeria is caused by a mutation in the LMNA gene, which is a gene responsible for making a very specific protein that is required to hold a cell nucleus together. Don't think we need to get too far into biology here to agree that a cell nucleus staying together is kind of important. The nucleus is basically the brain of the cell, and it also holds all the genes and DNA and fancy little bits that you need. This abnormal form of the LMNA gene is called progerin, and it makes cells highly unstable due to the aforementioned cell nucleus issues. It's this instability within the cells where the nucleus acts kind of like a rebellious teenager with its various parts running away from home, causing cells to degenerate much quicker than normal, and the amount of cell regeneration as in new cells to replace old cells suffers as many of the new cells head out to join their runaway buddy and never make it to maturity. Now, if you are a regular intern here, you might think this definitely sounds like a genetic condition, a mutation likely passed down from a family line somewhere. Surprisingly, though, It's neither genetic nor do we know of any specific risk factors. It is, however, extremely rare. The statistics I could find said only one out of every four million babies born would have this disease. There are actually three separately identified versions of this disease. One, which I I'm gonna attempt the name, but I already know I'm gonna butcher it, and I don't even know if Google could help me on this one, is the Wiedemann Rottenstrotch syndrome, which begins to present before birth. This can also be referred to as neonatal prodroid syndrome, which is a whole lot easier to say. This version is actually genetic, and it's an autosomal recessive pattern. What that means is you need two copies of the defective gene, one from your mom and one from your dad, to have the condition. If you get just one copy of the gene, but one healthy copy you'll be a carrier of the condition without actually being symptomatic. As a carrier, obviously the risk is that you would pass that defective gene on to your future children, and the risk of your partner passing on the gene as well, which would result in the disease being activated within your child. This particular version of the condition is thought to be caused by a different mutation in the POLR3A gene, which, to keep it simple, affects your body's ability to synthesize RNA, which is DNA's really super cool cousin. The POLR3A gene has the instruction book for making the largest piece needed for RNA polymerase 3 which in turn creates several forms of RNA that are important for putting together protein building blocks and turning them into working proteins. Think of it this way. You're trying to bake a cake, so you need ingredients and a recipe. Your recipe has an error in it for the instructions on how to make the cake batter. It tells you to use water instead of flour. When you follow the instructions, your cake is never going to turn out properly, which also now means your icing and your decorations are kind of useless without a cake to put them on. From my research, scientists haven't nailed down yet how this trickles down to cause the aging issues that we see in the syndrome but we know that something really wonky is happening this strain of the condition has a poor prognosis few people with it have survived into their teenage years as most pass away in childhood the second version of progeria is hutchinson gilford syndrome the one commonly known as Benjamin Button disease. This is caused by a sporadic autosomal dominant mutation of that LMNA gene, which means, more simply, the gene mutates at random, not because you got a defective copy from one of your parents. And it's dominant, meaning only one copy of the gene needs to mutate for you to have this disease. With this version of the disorder, babies are typically born appearing normal. Once they are anywhere from 9 months to 2 years old, they start showing signs of growth delays and their faces begin to appear disproportionately small compared to the size of their head. They typically will lose their hair and quickly lose the layer of fat that lives under our skin, which contributes greatly to the appearance of being aged beyond their years. Their arteries also show extreme signs of aging, with the artery walls thickening and losing their elasticity, which is the largest contributing factor to their overall survival. Most children with this version of the disease will ultimately die from heart disease by the time they are 13 to 14 years old, although with the delayed growth, they'd likely still be only the size of a 3 or 4-year-old child. Other common signs and symptoms of this disorder include a small lower jaw, narrow face, large eyes that cannot close all the way, thin and wrinkled skin, visible veins, and a high-pitched voice. The third version of this disease is called Werner syndrome. This one is the last one to show up, which also gives it the best life expectancy rate. It usually presents in the teenage years, with patients being able to live into their 40s and even their 50s. Teenagers with Werners will usually not have a teenage growth spurt, making their peers quickly outpace them size-wise. From there, they will start to develop the symptoms of premature aging, graying hair and hair loss, a hoarse voice and thinning skin. They may get cataracts, skin ulcers, hardening of the arteries, and osteoporosis. They are also at higher risk for multiple types of cancer, which is one of the leading causes of death in this version of the disease. Genetically speaking, Werners is also an autosomal recessive mutation meaning you need two defective copies of the gene from your mom and your dad. The primary gene involved here is the WRN gene. This gene has the manual for making the Werner protein, hence the name of the syndrome, and the Werner protein plays a role in the maintenance and repair of DNA. It also helps copy the DNA when a cell is preparing to divide. This mutated and poorly formed Werner protein actually becomes an outcast. It's not allowed to go chat up the cell nucleus like a normal protein. This rejected, free-roaming protein is also broken down more quickly. Without this protein... Chumming up to a cell nucleus, though, those cells can get stuck in their own head and fail to divide. And obviously, cells dividing is kind of an important process for us to grow and to repair or replace damaged cells. Currently, there is no cure or treatment options for progeria. As medical science advances and we learn more about gene functions and the role mutations can play, hopefully we can see the day where viable treatment options are uncovered. And at that point, the mysterious case of Benjamin Button really will be just something Hollywood made up. For sources and additional show notes, follow the link in the episode summary to our website. If you'd like to see pictures related to the episodes and the Miss Medical podcast, you can find us on Instagram as Miss Medical Podcast. If you love Miss Medical and want to support the show, find us on Patreon where you can officially join the intern team. All episodes are written by myself and aim to be as factually accurate as possible. Music is an original composition recorded and produced by Jason Chamberlain. And of course, make sure you follow the podcast on your chosen platform so you never miss an episode.